Hello, this is Anna from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 23rd of December. India recorded 7,495 new coronavirus cases over the last 24 hours, taking its overall tally of cases to over 3.48 crore. As many as 6,960 patients recovered from the virus, by which the recovery rate stands at 98.4%. Do remember that these figures are widely believed to be undercounts. A total of 236 cases of Omicron variant of coronavirus were recorded till today, the health ministry said. Maharashtra has the most number of cases, that is 65, followed by Delhi 64, Telangana 24, Rajasthan 21, Karnataka and Gujarat 19, and Kerala 15. Three cases have been reported in Jammu and Kashmir. Andhra Pradesh, Odisha, and Uttar Pradesh have reported two cases each. The virus has also been detected in Chandigarh, West Bengal, Ladakh, Tamil Nadu, and Uttarakhand. Prime Minister Narendra Modi will hold a meeting today to review the coronavirus situation in India. The Union Health Ministry on Tuesday had advised states and union territories to take containment action at the district level as cases of Omicron variant of coronavirus were rising. Following the recommendations, the municipal bodies of Mumbai and Delhi banned gathering for New Year celebrations. Meanwhile, the Karnataka government yesterday requested health officials to trace and quarantine primary and secondary contacts of persons infected by COVID-19. As many as 80 doctors yesterday requested the Tamil Nadu government to cancel Jallikattu, which will be played during Pongal in January because of concerns about the Omicron variant. According to PTI, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals put a similar request to the government, saying that the gathering for the sport could cause the virus to spread widely. Meanwhile, World Health Organization Director General Tedros Adhanom yesterday decried the glaring inequity in access to COVID-19 vaccines, highlighting the rush in wealthy countries to roll out booster shots of vaccine. He insisted that the priority must remain to make COVID-19 vaccines accessible to the vulnerable populations across the world, rather than giving additional doses to the already vaccinated. On the global front, COVID-19 has infected over 270 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.38 million, according to Johns Hopkins University. The United States on Wednesday approved the use of Pfizer's anti-COVID pill Paxlovid for high-risk patients aged 12 and above to combat the rising cases of coronavirus cases in the country. The pill's clinical trial data showed that it reduced risks of hospitalizations and deaths among high-risk persons by 88%. China on Wednesday ordered a strict lockdown for Xi'an city after it reported 52 new cases of coronavirus, AFP reported. It has permitted only one member from a household to step out every two days to purchase essential items. Bahujan Samaj Party Chief Mayawati demanded a high-level inquiry today into the revelations of the Ayodhya land scam investigation into allegations that families of BJP leaders and government officials are reportedly quote-unquote usurping land near Ayodhya's future Ram Temple. She said that the Supreme Court should intervene and the center should direct the Uttar Pradesh government to cancel these land deals. This came a day after the Uttar Pradesh government had ordered a probe into the allegations. Congress leader Priyanka Gandhi Vadra too said that the probe ordered by the UP government into the Ayodhya land scam was an eyewash and demanded intervention of the Apex Court. 
The UP government's order for a probe came after an Indian Express report claimed that several MLAs, mayors, commissioners' family, SDMs and DIGs purchased land in Ayodhya after the Supreme Court issued its ruling in the Ram Janmabhoomi Babri Masjid dispute, paving the door for the construction of the Ram Temple. According to Manoj Kumar Singh, Uttar Pradesh's Additional Chief Secretary Revenue, the Chief Minister has requested a report with necessary papers within the next five to seven days. Singh told the Indian Express and I quote, The newspaper report has been brought to the attention of Chief Minister Yogi Adityanath. His command has been the subject of an investigation. A special secretary officer has been assigned to lead the investigation, unquote. Radhe Shah Mishra, Special Secretary, Department of Revenue, has been asked to lead the investigation, according to an official. Randeep Surjewala, the Congress General Secretary and Principal Spokesperson, called it a land scam, alleging that those associated with the BJP are openly looting land inside the Ayodhya city. Hindustan Times quoted him as saying, and I quote, Respected Modi ji, when will you open your mouth on this open loot? The Congress Party, the people of the country and Ram Bhaks are asking these questions. Is this not treason? Is it anything less than treason? The BJP is now running the business of Andhir Nagri Chopatraja in Ayodhya. Unquote. At News Laundry, my colleagues Ayush and Basant had earlier broken the news on the Ayodhya land scam where they found that Ayodhya BJP mayor's nephew Deep Narayan had bought land for 20 lakh and later had sold it to Ram Temple Trust for 2.5 crore. They published a series of exclusive reports on the Ayodhya land series which you can check under the section Ayodhya, whose land is it anyway? On our website newslaundry.com. A blast occurred inside a court complex in Ludhiana, Punjab today, killing two persons and leaving four people severely injured. The explosion is said to have occurred at 12.22pm in a bathroom on the building's second storey. The blast was so powerful that it shattered the glass in adjoining room's windows and damaged the bathroom walls. The area has been blocked off by police and fire engines have arrived on the scene. The court complex is located near the district commissioner's office in the heart of Ludhiana city. Reports suggested that lawyers were on strike, which explains why there were fewer lawyers on the premises on Thursday than on any other day. Because the second story also houses the court's canteen, it's unclear whether the blast was caused by a cylinder. However, because the explosion occurred within the washroom, a cylinder blast is unlikely. In view of this, CM Charanjit Singh stated, that he will be leaving for Ludhiana. He said, and I quote, As the assembly elections approach, certain anti-national groups are doing such atrocities. The government has been put on high alert. Those found guilty would not be spared, unquote. Former Chief Minister Captain Amrinder Singh said that the Punjab police must get to the bottom of the case. Listeners, these incidents of violence inside the court premises aren't new. Just recently, on 9th of December, a similar explosion occurred in the premises of Rohini District Court in Delhi. The blast was of low intensity, injuring a police personnel. Not only this, the court complex witnessed two incidents of violence in four months this year, while two under-trials were shot dead in separate incidents in 2017. To know more, you can read my report on our website. It is titled, Shootings, Murders and an Explosion. Why isn't Rohini District Court fixing its security problem? And while you are there, you can check out Deeksha Munjal's ground report on Delhi's fast-track POXO courts, which are marred by a vicious cycle of delays, pendency and trauma for child victims.
She found that with over 9,000 cases currently pending in 29 Poxer Special Courts in Delhi, just 56 judgments were passed in 2020. You can read her detailed report on our website newslaundry.com. But listeners, this story is behind the paywall, implying that only News Laundry subscribers can access it. The reason we keep certain stories behind the paywall is because reports such as these need time, resources, and money. And as a reader-supported organization which needs your help, even one subscription can make the difference. So we urge you to keep the spirit of independent journalism alive and support us in bringing the stories that matter. Head on to newslaundry.com and click that red subscribe button on the top right-hand corner on the screen. Our lowest subscription starts at rupees three hundred a month only. A church in Karnataka's Chikkabalapur district, about sixty-five kilometers from Bengaluru, was vandalized by unidentified assailants on Thursday, Karnataka police said. Before a police complaint was filed, a parishioner reported the damage to a statue of Saint Anthony. According to the lawsuit, a huge stone was discovered inside an enclosure where the statue was stored at the 150-year-old church. The police said that an investigation has been launched into the incident. Later, ANI reported that the Chikkabalapur Rural Police Station had filed an FIR against unknown persons for vandalizing Saint Anthony's statue at Saint Joseph's Church. A number of attacks on Christians have occurred throughout the state as a result of supposed conversions. According to a report titled "Criminalizing the Practice of Faith" by the People's Union for Civil Liberties, 39 hate crimes against the community were reported in Karnataka in 2021. The attack also comes in the wake of the state government introducing an anti-conversion bill in the Karnataka legislature. Protests have erupted in response to the bill, which has been accompanied by accusations on Christians for allegedly forcing or alluring individuals to convert. Police claimed on Thursday that a 14-year-old was killed over a quarrel by his companions, who allegedly cut his throat, hacked off his hands and legs, packed the body in sacks, and dumped it in a bush in Jharkhand's Devgarh district. Indian Express reported that a case of murder and criminal conspiracy was registered against the accused. According to Sub-Divisional Police Officer Pawan Kumar, the victim's family filed a report on Wednesday, stating that he went missing suddenly the night before. The victim's 14-year-old companion was detained by police during the investigation, according to the officer. Kumar also claimed that the accused later confessed to the crime. Palestinian paramedics reported that Israeli troops shot dead a Palestinian in a car they were pursuing in the occupied West Bank on Wednesday. According to the Israeli military, troops shot a Palestinian who was firing from a car at them. The attack came after a slew of Palestinian attacks against Israelis in recent weeks. Palestinians frequently complain of attacks by Israeli settlers whose presence in the West Bank is considered illegal by the international community. In a statement, the military said that the soldiers had come under fire from a passing vehicle while searching for Palestinians spotted approaching the Jewish settlement of Sagot. The military said that the troops responded with fire and hit the assailant, adding that none of the soldiers was hurt in the incident. According to Palestinian doctors, troops chased a car up to the refugee camp's entrance and then opened fire, hurting a Palestinian man in the back. They said he was taken to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. The medics stated they didn't know if he was involved in the suspected attack on Israeli soldiers. 
The violence came a day after Israeli soldiers shot dead a Palestinian motorist who they accused of attempting to drive his car into a military checkpoint near the West Bank town of Mevo Dutan. Listeners, this festive season, we would also love to share some Christmas cheer with you. From 17 to 26 of December, you get your favorite news laundry products like Nirvana masks, Karari chane mugs, soap sets and a lot more on discount and also get free subscriptions to gift your friends and family. To check out the offers, you can head over to newslaundry.com/christmas-offer. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the news laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.